Blog Talk Radio. All the spot analysis. Am I crazy? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Are we on a podcast? Yeah. I think I'm going to come get some. If you want some, come. Gotta get that. Gotta get that. Gotta get some. My favorite, though. Am I? You're my favorite. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. I think I, not. Put me on the e-meter and ask me a question and then it would float. Okay. Welcome to Come Get Some Day 86. This is Miami Six Man, Chris C. You can follow me on Twitter at Miami Six Man. That's where everybody usually finds me. But you can also follow the show specifically at CGS here. Or you can follow my Friday show where I cover Scientology at Come Get Some Extra, CGS underscore extra. You can email me for either show or just to email me at here at gmail.com. And, uh, and I'll always respond almost almost always unless you're you send a stupid email. Anyway, <laughs> don't be stupid. Uh, I have had such a crazy couple of weeks here. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get all this stuff out of the way to start the show because after the show, I'm gonna take us off a little way different than what we normally would do. Uh, inspired by my guest today, James Lott Jr. You'll get to understand what I'm talking about. Uh, whenever James comes on, we always have a great time talking. He's a good friend over there at uh, AfterBuzz, um, uh, the, the AfterBuzz uh, TV podcast, and he's got a lot of his own podcasts for his own company. Uh, you'll hear all about that today. I want to talk about what's coming up tomorrow. Uh, I know not all of you who listen to this show listen to the Come Get Some Extra show on Fridays. You'll probably want to hear tomorrow's because I have a huge, huge announcement at the end of the show after you hear um, – uh, Brandon Reesdorf drop a few more bombs on Scientology. You can listen to that. And then at the end, big, huge announcement, whether you're a fan of the Scientology material or not, uh, my biggest guest yet will be announced at the end of tomorrow's show. So you definitely want to check that out. But without further ado, um, let's have some fun here with James Lott Jr. Here's part one. Okay, today I'm here with an old friend to come get some. Uh, James Lott Jr. of AfterBuzz TV and so many other projects. Welcome. Hello, my friend. I'm glad to be back on your show. Congratulations on all your success and all the guests you've been getting. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I always say, I say it over and over again. I probably said that last time you were here. I am so lucky to come into this podcast as a virtual unknown and to be able to have people like yourself, G.K. Bowles, uh, uh, Su- Susan from the uh, Susan Bennett from Siri, and uh, so many other actors and actresses and directors. And again, does the whole thing I'm doing with the Scientology side of things has been really huge, uh, not just for me as a podcaster, but just as as somebody making a difference. I feel good about it, and I think that's something that you can probably understand. Well, it, it, it goes to show, and I I, I did my, one of my radio shows this morning. I talk about this. You never know until you try. Like you, you see these cliche words like "be a doer," and all this, but it's also true. It's, it's cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's true. You don't do nothing, nothing happens. And you do something, you never know what will happen. 
What is it I always said? I say, uh, give yourself the chance, because no one's going to give the chance to you. You have to give yourself the chance before anything else can happen. Sure. So it's all, it's all, it's all, it begins and ends with you. That's all we say. It begins and ends with you. So at least you're doing something that you're enjoying, you're figuring it out, and you're getting some rewards out of people wanting to come on your show and names. And it's just, and like, including myself, I just, that's great. I think it's such a, it's just, you're, you're doing it. And that's what we all should be doing. And, and I think really a base thing that really helps is, is to, to not be an idiot. <laughs> Quite frankly, if you can, if you can be a good person and do good things, you can see amazing results. I've been saying, and that's it's really true. Sadly, there are a lot of idiots who are um, successful. successful. Yeah. Well, yeah. I agree. With you. I, I, I totally agree with you. I feel like you know it's, it's up to us to you know really be just kind of nice people. It's nice to be the norm, like all the time, and actually better things do happen, and longevity happens too. It's true. It's true. I mean, you know, yeah, you can be talented and have friends and know people and be successful and be an idiot. But I mean, there needs to be more people like yourself, James, to to bring that balance to the force, so to speak. You know, to bring that balance to the entertainment industry. And speaking of great opportunities and great successes, you've got a lot going on since last time I talked to you. Uh, now, now here's the thing. I I, I lost track. Honestly and, yeah. and shamefully, you know, I support everything you do. I've been just not for a lack of trying to keep up with you. I've lost track of what you're doing anymore, podcast-wise, because you're always doing something new, something different, and you're always changing it up. Well, where are we right now with you in podcasting? It's so funny. Um, I, anybody who's a fan of mine who knows it, it is hard to keep up with me, and I I appreciate by people who try. And there's some who just pick certain avenues and call all of that. That's kind of funny. Uh, I have a lot of things going on. Um, podcasting. Jason Peter loves podcasting. Jason Peter loves being on the radio. Jason Peter loves that he has TV shows to become podcasts. So, in a way, my whole world, almost 95% of it, is all ends up being a podcast. <laughs> right. Like, it comes back. It comes back to that. It's so bizarre. It's like, um, okay, so example. Everything I do on Apple TV and all their networks, they all start out as YouTube videos. But then they're all podcasted on iTunes. Mm-hmm. So anything I do, you can watch me or listen to me. So that's one thing. My own stuff under JLJ Media, which is my newer company this year, uh, JLJ Media, obviously, James Lockheed is a fans for him. Cool deal. Um, and I now have six podcasts out right now. Ah. <laughs> It is crazy, and but luckily they're 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 all very niche kind of things. Okay, one, I'm just as quick as possible. One, the the SOS show at James Lockheed is still going strong. It's a radio show, not even podcasting, of course. It's my organizing show, my organizer that's been going two and a half years strong. Very happy with that one. Okay. Then there's a lot of help, which I started earlier this year. It's my life coaching podcast. L O T T is in your name. A lot of help. L O T T. My name lends itself to be, you know, well, happen to be used as a pun or something. Um, that's my life coaching practice, and so I turn that into the podcast where folks start saying, "I want to talk to you about life coaching stuff," and I was like, "Well, I'll be able to do it as a TV show. I'll do it as a podcast." And that's been really successful recently, so that's going on. And then I have. 
Extra Connection, which was born out of a radio show that I was doing called Community Connection. And so that's a radio show slash podcast. And so it's more localized. How about Los Angeles and, and things are going on here? And that was the most shorter. The other two are like hour long. This was like maybe 10 to 20 minutes long. He's not long. No, he's not longer than half an hour. And now it's fun. So those three are my big three main ones that are going on. Okay. Then I just recently, I recently debuted two weeks ago two soap podcasts. Um, and again, these are short, sweet, to the point. They're both no longer than maybe 10 minutes, or minutes long each. One's called Bold and Beautiful Rewind. And it's, uh, I talked to people from the soap, past and present on there. I did one this morning. It's coming out today. His name is Anthony Chappelle, Emmy nominee. Oh, wow. He plays RJ Forster. And he's a buddy of ours. He loves our show, The Bold Breakout, on Plus TV. He's a big fan. I've interviewed him before um, in, on screen. But he came on today, and uh, he'll be, I'll be releasing that later on today. Um, so that's, oh, that's one. They also released the GH Mini Spotlight Audio Podcast, which is their hospital. And I had Sean Kanan on, who was from Quality Kid 3, and Bold and Beautifully, and the rest of Oh, yeah. Uh, hospital. Long time. Ralph for a long time. Um, and he's my buddy also. And that's out. So yeah, so that means it's like those, but those are like, those are newer, they're short, they're quick, they're to add to the, because we do the soap shows every Sunday, they're to kind of give the fans something during the week, they kind of hold over till Sunday, um, and they can be anything, and so those are actually really fun, because they're, they're not hard to film, to, 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 to record, they're quick, they're fun, but yeah, so yeah, James Hodge here is managing for his own, and they're all on speaker.com and iTunes on the GLTV. Wow, I, I do two podcasts a week, and I hold a full-time job, and I struggle with that. How are you doing all of this? How are you doing? Well, you have people helping you. You don't produce everything, or when I say produce. I mean, you don't, like, edit and and and, and book and all that stuff, do you? Uh, okay, so let me have high effect. At AfterBuzz, no. AfterBuzz, they do all. I do, I do the, the pre-production and on-air. They do all the editing and uh, post-production and sending it out. So, yeah, so on that end, I can do a bunch of TV shows because all I have to do, as long as I have my information ready, but I do book the guests. I do the show rundown. Okay. I put together the clip, all that, but no, they, it's still, it's still work, but they do all the editing. Now, these, uh, the SRS show, I have a, I have a, I have a, produ- I have a producer um, engineer, so he does the post stuff for that. But the other, the other five, do, I have to do everything myself. Okay, so you do have a little bit of my. You still know my struggle a little bit on the, on the little guy does everything uh, aspect of it, as well as having some a little bit of pampering along with it, <laughs> a little bit I got, of help. I got, I got both sides of it. Yeah, I got both sides of it. But yeah, so which which helps along because I can because half of my work is being done for me. The other half I can work on the other stuff and do it myself. But it's, but yeah, I, I, I mean sometimes it's painful. As long as it's two o'clock in the morning, sometimes mm-hmm. it's on Saturday before I have to go somewhere. But I, I produce it. It's mine. I own it. It's mine. That's the stuff I don't own. This, all this other stuff I own. This is JLJ Media. It's mine. That's crazy, man. I can't tell you how many times I told my wife, I'll be in bed. I'll be there in 45 minutes. And then something goes wrong with editing. And I end up <laughs> having, to, having to, to really work hard on the editing to make sure it's right. And it's crazy. You know, don't make oh, the cuts so, right. So, I had a show disappear. Oh. I've done that one. I've done that one. <laughs> I mean, they haven't let me forget it either. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, to say I don't know what happened. Just 
Uh, well, computers. Computers. <laughs> so you you talked last time you were here about potentially doing a talk show on television. Did that never come to fruition? Are you still working on that? Kind of like an Oprah-ish okay, thing? So, yes, so still working on it. Well, here's the case. Still, actually, things have morphed. Okay, I mean, how can I go there? Um, still working with that person from the company that I can really talk about that I'm working with. Um, and still working with them, still in touch with them. And uh, we're still, it's, it's, a, it's a process. It's regular television, regular media that's not not web or whatever. It takes, it takes several years for anything to go through. And it's all testing. I did, what I did, so I talked to you last, I did a um, sizzle reel. Mm-hmm. And it looks great. It looks really good for a face of a show. So now we've had to, we've been kind of stopping around. One company really liked it, but it's been, it just it takes time. It takes, sometimes it takes forever, and sometimes it takes five minutes. It's Hollywood. Hurry up and wait in Hollywood. Right. Hurry up and wait. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I understand that. I mean, because you, you do want your stuff out there and available as quickly as possible, but then, you know, the reason you want that as quickly as possible is because you know you're going to be waiting for an answer. Right. And this was funny. So, meanwhile... I get a phone call from a former guest on my, one of my shows that says, James, I wrote a part for you in a movie. You wrote mm. a part for me in a movie? Like, I'm not after it. Like, you didn't even ask for it. They didn't ask for it. He, he said, you wrote a part in this film, they thought James Hodgson should be doing it. And he called me the day before he needed me on set. <laughs> it so, yeah, just so Hollywood. He's just like, is there Zero Webb, great guy, totally support him. He's done, he's done the Sharknado movies. He's done, he's done a lot of stuff. He's a big, oh. big-time producer and director. And this movie stars, one of the stars is Rick Fox. I got to meet her, actually. Um, but he sends me, you know, the call scene directions, and he sends me my, they call it your sides, which is your, your dialogue. He's sending so me your pages where your dialogue's on there. I only had, like, three pages. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm like, I'm like, we've already lied. And literally, <laughs> I think drove the scene. There's a, I have a co-star, but she's being reactionary. I'm the one who has most of the dialogue and has to be the the big personality. So I play a guy named James. <laughs> what a stretch. <laughs> um, who's a host of a show that's horrible. And it's a Christmas movie. It's going to come out this Christmas, and it's either going to be... I don't know what channel's going to be on yet. We were just trying to figure it out. Uh, but... Basically, I ripped the lead character to shreds. Put a uh, smile on my face. Uh, because I just need your energy, James. Your energy is so good. We did, I mean, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. It was so much fun. My co-host, my co-star, Kelly B. Dolan, is the bomb. We'll give her a shout-out. She's so good. Joe Webb is the bomb. I met Vivica. The lead actress, Brittany Underwood. I actually, we have friends in common. She's going to want to live. Um, it, was just, it was such a fun experience, and I can't wait see it. <laughs> I can't wait to see what, what comes out of it. So we had a lot of fun. We, just, we had some yeah, some bloopers. We let me improv a little bit. I made them laugh. And so it was, it was but I'm saying I just feel busy minding my own business. And who can say they've had a role in a film written for them? I can. That is phenomenal. <laughs> Especially when you don't see it coming. No. No, I'm you're trying to get movies. But this is my first speaking role in a movie. 
I would actually see my name in the credits say James Law Jr. It's just my pictures and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, it's crazy dog. Your spot's going to stand out, too, based on what you described. I don't know if you described too much, gave too much away, but based on what you described, that's going to be a scene people are going to go, I love this scene. I hope so. I mean, he said it's good. I said, I'm, I'm really, it, was, it was a lot of fun to film. We did so many takes. It was so, oh, my God. My co-host, co-star, got into it and was really good. She could, I couldn't stop laughing. She was so good. I was so mean. I was so, I was so just smiling. Like, I couldn't be here. Just me. Um, it was a lot of fun. So, it was a, anyway, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing TV, but yet this opportunity and movie, TV movie comes out, and it's kind of, you know, but yeah. See, that could be one of those things where you weren't looking to be an actor, but you had so much fun with it that you get that bug. You might end up doing it. So far, no. So far, no. <laughs> <laughs> years ago. I was like, that is, I like being in control. I like being a producer. Yeah. I like being a casting director. I, li- I like the, I like the nuts and bolts of putting together something like a puzzle. Right. And being able to say, I want that to happen, not James, make that happen. I want me, I want to be doing seven. I want to be in charge. I like that. Did you have freedom of that? Is there a little bit of ad lib? Did you try it like different ways? Like, you know, um, like sometimes you see in the in the outtakes of a movie, they show the different word they use for an explanation on the end of a sentence or something. Did you try different things like that? Oh, we had. Well, see, it's funny because we did a little bit of improv, but the guy I tried to try to stick to the script. It was actually a funny script, but he did say to me, the director said, "Say this next time, James." Or he wouldn't. Tell, we wouldn't tell the co-star. <laughs> grab that, grab the piece out of her hand, and like this, and she totally was. She totally went with it. It was like she was. I really hate you right now. Like girls, don't you hate me? It's great. Uh, <laughs> That's acting. Yes. <laughs> all the fun. So we did. We did. We had some fun with it. We did. It was. It was the outtake. She definitely will be in the outtakes. And I'm like, oh my god, it'd be so funny because we did have. I said some. My one thing I did was kind of a little raunchy. We'll oh. see if that's in the outtakes. <laughs> it won't be in the film. We'll see if it's in the outtakes. I mean, everybody laughs. So. It's just a microphone, I'd like to say. Um, so we'll see if that's in there. But we had we had a great it was, it was a it was a relaxed set and it was so much fun and it just we had a great great time. That sounds like a lot of fun, man. That sounds like a lot of fun. How was the how was the food there? Do you have a nice little food set up there? Oh yeah. Um, I became friends with a chick who was a pastor. <laughs> 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 story. And yeah, okay, first of all, they have these side I mean the biggest grapes I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. They were like these purple, seedless grapes I love. They were huge. I mean, at least like with steroids. Like, where did you get these things? Um, and they were, I was, I couldn't stop eating those. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was good. It was, it was a nice little set. We went to the studio out in Canoga Park, which is here, uh, north of here in uh, the valley. And I've been to Canoga Park in a long time. Um, but it was on Mother's Day. And so I told my mom, sorry, girl, I'll see you the day after I'm filming a movie. She's like, I totally understand. Um, and then I met you. So. <laughs> I have to but, film today. <laughs> I gotta be. I gotta be in the makeup chair by ten. <laughs> I'm saying things nowadays, Chris, that I never thought I would say in my entire life. That sound weird as they come out of my mouth. Like I have a fan event coming up, and I I keep saying that. I'm like, I have a fan event coming up. Like this is weird. I have a. I mean, I'm the guest of honor of a. Sorry, I say it in my mouth. It feels weird. I'm sorry. I can't come to the the party today because I'm going to. You know, I'll mention what I'm doing. I'm like. I'm recording, I'm going to the studio because I record my music. It sounds so weird to me out of my mouth because I'm not used to it yet. James Latt Jr. Um, has a lot of support. <laughs> That's for darn sure. That's for sure. Oh, man, I got to tell you, you just mentioned it, man. So you're you're doing music now? 
Oh my God! It's a, this is this is this is the most left field surprise. I did yeah. not see it coming. <laughs> I did not. No one did. No one did. I mean, I mean, I got a voice and other stuff, and people, and I, I play around until here and there, but. Like, and what I'm putting out, don't expect it either. Like, when I felt my song, is called I Am Ready, and I put it out, and people were like, I don't know what to expect from you, kind of. I had no clue, but I liked that you did, but I had no idea. Like, they had, it was, it was one of those things, again, as you know me, I am a bucket list person. I'm just like, I want to try this, I want to try it, you know, knock off my bucket list. And I always say, I come from a family of musicians and writers and, and stuff, and I, and I said I always wanted to write a song or two. And my granddaughter and I wrote a song together. She's 12 years old. Um, her father is a musician. He's in several bands in Sacramento, almost called Honey Spot, and he's been, he's been they had some minor success. And so I was like, let's write a song together. So we wrote this one song, and I was like, this is fun. But again, it was just for fun. Like, we're going to put it together with your dad, have some fun with it. They needed a lead singer, and they're like, Jay, you should be our lead singer. I'm like, I'm not living in Sacramento. I'm not going to happen. Um, <laughs> But I was like, so it was all kind of, all these years, kind of, yeah, you know, I was in a group years ago, back in the 90s, that we just kind of played around in San Francisco. We never recorded anything, we kind of played some gigs and whatever. So anyway, this other song came to me, like Divine Intervention, one night, wrote it in 10 minutes, and it was very motivational. And I was like, yeah, I, was, I mean, I should do some of this. I've been doing some spoken word stuff. You know, I just used the book of poetry last month, or two, yeah, two months ago. And I was getting some notice, and I was like, I like writing poetry, I like writing spoken word, and and but I wrote I wrote it, and it felt like more than just a spoken word piece. And so I was kind of looking around and just kind of online or whatever, and I met a guy who now is my main producing partner, Vic Palmentary, great guy. Um, and we started just he said, well, give it to me. Let me see what I can do with it. What are you looking for? And I said, I want big house music. I want it to be healthy. And, and I want people to like just buy, I want people to feel it. And I'm going to do descriptions, descriptives. And literally, we start working on it together. He gave me the first demo on my birthday, which was May 10th, which was not too long ago. No, happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. 48 years old and strong. <laughs> no, so at 11.50 p.m. and on my birthday, my birthday is about to end. It's like oh, the festivities are over. I'm just an old man on the couch drinking <laughs> All of a sudden, I get this email, James, here's a demo of the song. And I heard it, and I started crying. And I was like, this is a dream come true. Wow. You can nail every single thing I wanted in that song. I said, I want a song with emotion. I want a song with feeling. He got, he got it. Is this- so I wrote back to him. I said, you made my best birthday present ever in my life. I said, go ahead and see what you're doing. Go in that direction. I love it. So then he said, then a few days later, he sends me the final product. And I was like, I want to work with you some more. Meanwhile, I would talk to people I've been doing songs or whatever. A couple other producers, I actually I was contacted by 10 producers. What? I know. So they want to work with me. And, they, I, I, and so I've been fielding on. I said no to some. I mean, I, I, tried, I, I did the whole vetting process by talking to them. Who are you? What are you? You want, to work, you want to work with people that actually you can work with. This is an intimate project. You're working on music. We'll make sure you're comfortable and safe. Some of them I didn't feel safe with. Some of them were too expensive. Some of them were just crazy outrageous. But there are two. That I'm working with three producers right now, total. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and yes, exactly. I got a few more who want to work with me also. 
I said, I said, why not? I want, I want to get a bunch of songs. My first was like, I did this one song, I Am Ready. You did two versions of it. I'm like, good, I'm done. I did it. I'll put it on SoundCloud for free. We can listen to it. And I can say, I've got a dance song. People started listening to it. I started playing for people beforehand. People were like, James, you put it out. It's really good. I'm like, really? You know, just put it out. Just well, why? put it out. Who cares? I mean, you know, you're trying to be, you're not trying to be Beyonce or anything. You just, you just like, just, you just put it out and just see what happens. And you know, if anybody buys it, by they don't. You should just say you just put it out. You never know. Again, you never know. If you don't do it. So I put it out on, on Google Play first. People are buying it. And people are buying it. Talk about it. I went to a wedding the other day. And people were going, I am ready. I am ready. This <laughs> <laughs> crazy. People were, people were requesting it at the at the dance party. I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. I sent it to my DJ friends, they're like, James, it's really good. So it's selling, and it's out there, and I just, I just today, I just had to correct some stuff. I sent out to iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, I sent out to all those outlets, Amazon Music. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully it gets picked up, and we'll be on those, those things. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm going to film a music video for it. My cousin's a director. So a gonna, music so. video? Yep, going all out. Yep, really. There's so much that can be done... With this style of song and a music video, I, I I can't wait to see what you do with it. Exactly. Uh, so we're gonna work on out. We're gonna instead work with my family, so it's good. We somebody I trust and Manny's family, and it'll be great. And uh, so that started. So that started that. So then what happened was these producers coming to me like, well, I've been writing. I have a songbook. I've been writing songs for the last like six months, just off and on. I'm writing things, and I sent in well my main producer sent him a couple other songs. And so right now we have five songs done. Oh. Working on two or three right now in production. And actually, my friend, here's another thing. So I have some friends who are in a group called Chog. And they're put on their albums. I met, I put them with my producer. They love him. They asked me to be the, the lead on their, on their next single. So if they do quirky music, it's like dance music, and probably, but it's really quirky and funny. So I'm giving an exclusive to your listeners here. I'm not announcing to anybody else. Um, a new song coming out. We call it's called "Oh My God," like totally. Same as song, <laughs> and it's like the song, and I'm the lead vocal on it. And oh my God, like totally. And the music is so good. The music is so good. But oh my God, like totally. That's why I say the whole song. So it's kind of this is quirky, funny. Novelty songs. I've always wanted to be in a novelty song. Why not? Um, for this group. So I'm producing them and helping them out. And, and so it's kind of like this. So the music is totally taken over. I guess completely. I just sent some vocals in. We have a home studio. So that's why I can do my radio stuff and then I can do my vocal. I just sent some <laughs> vocals in to one of my producers for a song that I'm working on right before you, right before you called me. So wow. It's, like it's crazy. Is this like. So I'm thinking. Yeah, go ahead. Is this like with. Um... Gosh, I'm drawing a blank, man. Uh, William Shatner. Is this like what William Shatner has done before? It, it, to me, what people have said, um, it reminds them of Grace Jones. Okay. Me. Because I, 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 I can't sing. Like, right, we haven't got those songs yet. We're going to work on those two. Right now, all my songs, I'm kind of talking through them. They're set to different beats. One song we did is very 80s. Another song we did is very uh, Indian. Bollywood, so like I'm working on stuff, but it's, it's me talking. So someone's saying you sound like like uh, like an like a early Grace Jones or 
those artists who kind of are Johnny Blake, that's like Johnny Cass and some of the songs where he, he talks through some of his songs. Um, so I'm, I'm telling a story, every song I'm telling a story. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what my angle is. Um, but I'm working on a couple of songs where I'll be really singing too. But right now, I'm following what my, one of my friends said, you purge out what you're feeling, go with it, and let it lead you in a direction. Um, the other stuff will come. I'm feeling like, you know, like the late Prince. I'm like, I'm going to record a bunch of songs, maybe 20 or 30 songs. Record them all. Let's just get out and record them. Then I'll pick and choose what goes on the album. You know, what's good. But now I'll create a mood for the album. But a mood is being creative. But people, people have said, yeah, people are kind of saying great shows at first. Like, I was like, you like, you kind of, you're kind of a great music and you're talking through it. And cause I'm not a rapper. I'm not a rapper. But I'm like, I'm kind of, you know, Kind of talking to a little bit of leaping part where they kind of talk to your song sometimes. Yeah. And the thing is, okay, I'm on that, I'm on that kind of that kind of tip. But it's still on dance house music. Well, the the spoken word stuff's not not brand new or anything, but it's something that hasn't really been around as much. I feel in in recent years. <laughs> I'm not sure how long. Uh, I don't know if this is really really hasn't been that popular. But when someone with a voice like yours, because you have kind of like that Barry Whiteism thing going on. Like, yeah. you can pull that off, and it's to the point to where, like, I'm like, all right, let me see what James did, spoken word, this is going to be funny. And, and I listen to the demo, and I go, I want to hear more. <laughs> it actually sounds good. Wow. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny, you're right. We, well, I love spoken word, and it, it's out there, and um, it's not getting the attention it should get. I agree with you on that. It's, people are doing it all the time. But it's not, it's not like stand-up comedy, which just gets continuous attention, or singing, like, that. it gets like, Spoken word is out there, and poets are out there, and we actually need more of them nowadays with what's going on. They really speak the truth. My heroes were Gil, were Gil Scott Heron. He was somebody who I just I admired so much, who was a brilliant poet and spoken word artist, who set his music to music. That was actually used my inspiration to what I wanted to do. Except he did more like R&B, rhythmic. I, I wanted like, you know, good old, old-fashioned, you know, house music, dance music. But you know, but we need, I mean, there's a place in here called the Eureka Poet Society, which has been there for 100 years, been there for years. Um, there's stuff happening, but I agree, it should be bigger. There's a show called Versus the Flow that's uh, really big on uh, BET, I think it is, or one of those channels. <laughs> it, just, it, just needs, it needs to be bigger. Spoken word is very, is a unique art that's very important in our society. I think appreciation is an issue. I would say 10 years ago, I might have scoffed or laughed at it. And now, maybe I'm just getting old, but I'm sitting here going, this is real art. This is actually art. It is. It is. No, the thing is, because you know, you and I both, you know, around the same age, when rap came out, everybody thought it was a fad. I mean, it's like people talking. But you look at early rap was really, really telling a story. Like, they weren't just, like, talking about gold chains or whatever. They were talking about there was crack in the streets and unwed mothers. And I was talking Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. I was talking Melly Met. I was talking early LL Cool J, early Run DMC. They were talking about real issues. Beastie Boys came out. They were talking about issues in their neighborhood. They yep. were talking about stuff that actually really mattered. It wasn't thug life and I'm harder than you kind of stuff. Right. Which is a place for that, too. That's fine. I, I, I feel like, you know, that's where the rap comes out of spoken words. That's all. I mean, that's literally where it comes out of. It comes out of, it's ever set to music. Rap is mostly set to a beat. Where spoken word was kind of esoteric and kind of considered either a very militant art form or very underground, where rap became the larger version of that, so to speak. 
and now it's just now it's just permeating culture everywhere. And some of these raps on 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 what they're saying, okay, you can't understand. But like the earlier stuff, you know, even when you tonight NWA and also they were speaking about stuff that literally was talking about what was going on in their neighborhood and in their lives. Tupac, all of them, they were talking about stuff. And nowadays, we need. I think we need that again. It's a form. It's a form of art that I think is really underrated, and but it also can affect change and inspire. Because you know that a good orator can change everything. When you hear somebody speak really well, and the way they speak, that's really, I mean, that's just, I mean, it's, just, I mean it's, just, it's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. All right, so that is part one with James Ladd Jr. We will continue next Thursday with part two of James Ladd Jr. We'll talk more about his music recording and his ideals behind his music. Uh, we'll talk about some stuff, uh, some social issues, as we always tend to. Uh, things that James doesn't usually talk about that much. A little bit of politics slip in there. And, and uh, his ideas on, on religion and or Scientology actually come up. Plus, uh, we do three-word word associations. It's a lot of fun. Please join us next week. Remember, tomorrow, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, come get some extra part two with Brandon Riesdorf. At the end of that interview, the interview itself is solid, but at the end of the interview, my biggest announcement yet for this show for come get some and come get some extra comes up tomorrow. Uh, make sure you're there for that. For now, uh, I told you I'd go off a little differently today. Uh, I'm serious when I say I didn't know what to think of this spoken word stuff. And when I listened to James's song, I, I wanted to hear more, and I want you guys to hear it. So I'm going to play a little bit. I've been allowed to play a clip of this for you. I am ready for uh, James Ladd Jr. Uh, playing now to send you out. That about sums it up. See you tomorrow. I am ready for success. I am success. I am ready. I am ready.